bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people... Up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. What what did we call this? Truth Roundtable. Truth Roundtable. See, that's how that's how much I've been ripping and running. The Truth Roundtable. Nolita Franz from Beautifully Blended. I was going to call you something, but then. She's rocking it orange today. Though. I know. That's what she I was going to say. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I say something. It's like, uh, don't be a hater. Because you say something that is. Your comment uh, was backhanded. Uh, it was not. It's never backhanded. <laughs> you what you talking about? You got too much orange. <laughs> well, we met backhanded, so why not go on through life backhanded, right? No. Be- that's consistency. You are nothing if not consistent. That is a that is <laughs> Thank a you. fact, and that's a backhanded <laughs> remark. See, that's what I'm saying. See, she's consistent. I had to mute on that. That's funny. Oh, that funny. Tell yeah, Liddell Ramey. What's good? Who you repping today? Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. It's in my heart, sir. Uh, Mentor Milwaukee. Both. All always, right. always. You know. Milwaukee Bucks. Well, not after last night. No, we don't even want to talk about that, dude. It's just one game. I get it, but. You they only got like four more games to People play. People were upset about that. Why game y'all last upset? Night? Listen, listen. It's about kind of setting a tone pre-playoffs, and mm-hmm. you don't take a break against the team that put you out last year. You show them why you're number one. That's just me. Watch this. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we're here with the Truth Roundtable and El Ramey Lonita. You know what? I I didn't even send a. I, I I need a I need a today is an intervention day. I didn't even send a list of what I wanted to talk about. I didn't say because this month has been so traumatic. It has been so I mean, with two year olds getting shot and killed yeah. and ten year olds shooting thirty year olds. I'm like, what what has happened here? It's been sad. 
It it's it's gotten to the point where another school shooting. Another school shooting. Yeah, that's real. That was sad, sad. Yeah, yeah. It just it just and and then so when I complain about it, people get upset. But then I reminded them if it was a black guy going into white school, y'all would have been screaming and hollering. If it was a right, but when you get a transgender who shot up a Christian school, you only want to say it once. Oh uh, yeah, so and so and oh that's it. No follow up. Because you would have been tearing down background, going into why the person was a white supremacist or a black nationalist, all this stuff. I expect you to do the same thing for her. Fair treatment. She Are went you- to school there. Clearly, there's a Christian element to it, and they just pretended like it wasn't there. I agree. That's I, I, garbage. I mean, the fact that she attended the school, the the intentionality of choosing that school. Right. Um whether, you know, it was trauma she experienced, um, you know, prior to whatever, I think you're right, though. There was definitely something there that needs to be discussed other than just the ban of assault rifles. like Or just, the uh, you know, mm-hmm. Audrey, I think Audrey Hale, mm-hmm. you know, um, transgender, shoots up a Christian school. But then they dropped it. I'm like, you're not digging into that? Yeah. Like why and how and the connection between the two? Mm-hmm. Because if it was a white guy, you'd be tearing his back. Oh, my God, he's a this, and he's got this in his background, and his social media says it. Nothing. I wonder, and you you great, you bring a great point. I wonder if, because she was a transgender, if people are treading lightly. Why? It's a double standard. I, Why? Well, from just because of what? how, how, you know, what the cancel the, culture, I guess. Mm, how that the LGBTQ community no, no, should, no, no. Be, should be. No, what I mean what? to lend, Linnell's point that perhaps outlets, you know, media outlets and news outlets are treading lightly because one misstep, perhaps, yes. and they can be seen as insensitive or. What's the misstep? If what they, misstep could you not make reporting the actual facts? This fact. And, and going into the background and making assumptions with information you don't have that you've done with every single story before. Yeah. If that had been a white conservative they would have towed him up if that had been a, a um, maybe that's it. Maybe they don't a, know what to a, say. A, a, a white social. They know what to say. These people been. Come on, man. Now you just making excuses. So think about it like this here. So think tools about this. of the incompetent. So when it first, right? Oh, <laughs> yes, sir. You the bill monuments of nothingness. And those who use them usually specialize in nothing. So here's the deal, right? Think about this. Okay. When when they were doing statistics when it first happened, and they said it was a woman identified as a woman. There was like, this is an anomaly. There's the one. Right. And people were like, and then so when it came out, she was a transgender. Mm-hmm. Now folks are like, we don't know how to talk about that. And to your point, I'm no, just saying. No, because when they shot up the gay bar in Miami, the first thing they said was the person, and they went off on who because the they was. shot up a gay bar and went after the person who they are. Their background, went through their social media, the things they say. They did all that. I say do the same thing for everybody. That's all I'm saying. I would agree. If you want equity, give it. I don't think you're getting an argument from Linnell or me saying it should be equal. I think what we're trying to do is speculate as to why why. the apprehension is. Like why why. why we see. They won't say anything negative against the LGBTQ plus community. And why is that? Because they. That's part of their agenda, not anybody else's. So if I support, in, in other words, if I'm in news or the media and I see something, right? Oh, my God, something black, you know, something happened. Okay, how do I position it so I can say it so the frat don't look bad? Mm. I'm not going to do that. 
the facts are the facts. Mm-hmm. If 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 five cops beat up a guy in Memphis and he died, mm-hmm. and four of them are members of Omega Sci-Fi, that's part of the story. That the father of the dead is a member of Omega Sci-Fi, that's part of the story. When the prosecutor and the defense attorney are both part of Omega Sci-Fi, that's part of the story. Mm. And then you leave it alone, right? Mm. But they went digging into his background, and he had allegations of of um, of hazing an undergrad when he went to school in Mississippi. Hey, you put yourself out there. All I'm saying is do that for everybody. Don't choose a community that you I would agree. have a bias for and then pretend like I don't know if it's that's a bias not for. part See, of the story. I would, I would, that's the only part I think. I don't know if it's a the bias for. The only time for. you don't report on something, it's a bias for. I'm being difficult today and contrary. I, 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 I feel said, like I it, there is a no no win kind of situation here. Oh, when wait, he needs wait, it wait, today. I need he needs it. He right. needs it. We're I like, told y'all I needed we, an intervention. We go, we're going to say you're absolutely right. <laughs> and you're going to be like, I know it because. <laughs> da, 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 da. And keep it going. Right. Let's keep right. this party going. Right. right. <laughs> and then Alita goes, okay. Right. And then that's that. That's yeah. it. Oh, there we go. You but got, it's, you got it's, it? It's just interesting how. But here's the thing about that. I'm sorry. Here's the most. Thing, the thing that kills me, like the argument against assault rifles, right? Military, how they say it, military grade assault rifles, mm-hmm. right? Why are people walking into schools of babies and shooting? Whether they had a slingshot, <laughs> a bow and arrow, a knife, a knife, right? They're walking and, and killing babies, right? Yeah, that's the issue. No, like it's not for me because like, I don't like guns. And here's the deal: like, and I get I get people's arguments about whatever <laughs> they say or do. Like, me and my family, we have a distinct like we have a difference in opinion, but we we look at guns and say it's the owner. But my argument is that I don't want to hear us argue assault rifles per se. Let's argue the why people are walking into schools, university, and let's even if we move, let's move out of elementary where they're killing nine, six-year-olds and nine-year-olds and things like that and talk about universities where, where students are. Like, what is the mental health issue that is causing that? That's what burns me. And I, I think that because it is a multifaceted issue, there is no one thing. So we have to disc- we have to talk about Guns, because those are the tools at their disposal. So that's part of the conversation. But at the same time, to your point, why are you going into the elementary, any school for that matter? But let's just we're talking about elementary. Let's just go there. Why are you walking into an elementary school of seemingly innocent children and and acting out whatever vindication that you are seeking? So then we have a mental health conversation. The problem is they don't go hand in hand. People that the people that are willing to talk about gun control only want to talk about that. Only want to talk about gun control. And And the people that want to talk about mental health, everything, everything is it's because of mental health. Are focusing on mental health, and so until there is a healthy conversation surrounding both equally, I think you're always going to get. So yes, okay, let's say we ban every assault rifle rifle out there, right? And then the bad people. Then they out here. Then they're walking into school with. With knives. Right. Then, oh, no, no. Then, oh, no, no, no. The bat, the bat, the, a bat, uh, rocks, the good whatever. People, the good people will get rid of their guns. The bad people will then get more guns. And only people that will have guns are the bad people. So a doesn't, it, it's never a doesn't necessarily change. solve B. And B doesn't oh. necessarily solve A. It, but it never did. Never did. Never will. It never did. And I think that's part of the argument. It's, it's the same thing. 
before we go to break. State of Wisconsin has a Department of Justice school resource office. <laughs> that was classic. And and they won't fund it because the Republican legislature said, well, we're not going to do anything as it relates to gun control. How is putting a police officer in a school gun control? That's just idiotic. I got to I, I just got to call Robin Vossen. I don't even know who runs the Senate. That's idiotic. Are you kidding? School resource officers. Kids are getting killed. We're talking about a person that went to a school, made a manifesto, put stuff on Instagram, and then got in a car, drove there, and when the door was locked, saw the principal, not not the principal, the um, custodian through the glass, through the window, shot him, shot him, then shot the door and the lock off and went in. Have you seen the video? I've seen, I seen pieces of it. Yeah, it's disturbing. Even though you don't see it, but to that point, yes. But you do see it. Yeah, that's disturbing. I probably shouldn't say that because I saw the whole video. See, I didn't see that I've only video. seen a piece of the video, and then when it got toward to the end, mm-hmm. I didn't want to see that part of it. It's not as bad as you think, but I'm I'm like stone in comparison to you. Absolutely. 30 years of, yes, sir. right? And, and so I found it important for people to understand that when people purpose in their mind and heart to do something, they do it. Like basketball, like graduating from college. If you decide and you wake up and you say, I'm going to kill somebody, they do it. Mm-hmm. And we need to look at the signs, hear what people are telling us, yes. and do it. So if you heard her, like you let her walk out of your house with the bag when you knew it was something in the bag they should, they didn't have and they say, oh, yeah, I got rid of all my guns, but I can't let you look at my bag. Right. You should be calling 911 right then. Right. There, there are just so many failed steps because it's family. And I know people say with gun, quote, unquote, control, if we eliminate the guns, then people won't. But like, like We you said, know that's not true. And exactly. And, you know, they'll find different ways, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. so, you know, there was a time where they, you know, the bombs were recreated, the, you know, Centennial Park, you know. You know, <laughs> folks will find a way to— Cause destruction and yes, death. They will. So yes, they will. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon Truth Roundtable. I told y'all. I think today I need an intervention. More of the Truth Roundtable is next on the new one zero one seven The Truth, The Truth app, and one zero one seven thetruthcom You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I mean, I wish y'all could hear the conversation as often. Ooh, Lord. What conversation? What conversation? That's right. Hey, by the way, Truth Nation, the new award-winning 101.7 The Truth is changing our lineup. Make sure you tune in Monday, April 3rd, for the debut of two of our new shows, Truth Be Told, with the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy-winning Telly Hughes, member of the Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Shout out From to 9 Telly. Yes. AM to I'm sorry, so you got me all messed up now. 
7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And nothing but the truth with four-time NBA All-Star Game host, who I'm still mad at because she went to the All-Star Game. I didn't miss Melanie Ricks. So, and that's going to be a fire noon hour. So, y'all need to check that out. Noon to one. Also, don't forget, Truth with Sherman Hughes now moves 9 to noon. And then Tori Lowe will be from 1 to 4. And then me from 4 to 6. So, don't miss highly anticipated debut. Make sure you're here Monday morning, 7 a.m., April 3rd, right here on the new 101.7, The Truth. Can I do my shout-out now? Do your shout-out. Yo, shout-out to Denise and Tilly. I was just about to shout-out shout out Denise for Yo, sure. Yo, that's going to be fire. It is going to be amazing. Start She's with them and with you. That's going to be a dope. Yeah. That's a dope day, That's right? a dope lineup. And then we on together on 620 on Sunday nights. That's what's up. Craziness. Yeah. That's shout-out to them people. It's in my Craziness. family. Actually ridiculousness, but. No. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yes, it's a great is. time. It is. Great time. It is. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talk and text line. Exactly what did her manifesto say, Doc? Try calling 988 mental health crisis line. It states press one for vets. Two for LGBTQ under age 26. All others press three. I was appalled when I used it. Think that makes your case. If we're treating people as their people and not different, and if you want to be mainstreamed, you can't keep getting all these extras or got to get hired, can't get fired, got to do this, can't do that. I'm a victim because it's in the LGBTQ plus community. Fortunately, the majority of them don't feel that way. The majority of them, friends of mine, are like, uh, what's up with that? And so somewhere we've we we've got this narrative that they're different and they're not. And so right. whether you agree with the lifestyle, don't agree with the like I got some friends that are heterosexual and I don't I don't agree with their lifestyle. You know right. what I'm saying? Stuff right. they do. So at some point, where does compassion and humanity play a part in understanding that this person was so disturbed? They shot and killed nine-year-olds. That's something. And and we keep skirting around the Christianity piece. What was it from the time they were a child at a Christian school as a male and transitioned to a woman and something changed and they killed nine-year-olds and teachers? That's why I, I focus on mental health. Like, yep. And I know we talked about it, but again— there was something. And there this was is, something, and yes. There, and, there's, and this is a big discussion, I think— we're seeing more when you think about young people in school and the importance of mental health trauma treatment right. in school. Right. Like when you think about whatever this person did to these babies, right? Like if you had a vendetta say against the janitor sure. and you saw him and you killed the janitor, a 61 year old man because of something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, woo, you should have got help for that. Okay. But you go and kill babies behind this purpose. Think about, the trauma that our young kids are going through that never gets discussed, touched, dealt with, listened to, and then it carries on to maybe something like this, and now they're doing mass shootings or whatever. That's why that trauma becomes so important and so critical to supporting babies at early ages. So now this whole school, those who may have seen them, All them not, kids. are going to be yeah. dealing the parents, with this trauma. Everybody. The teachers, the you staff. You have to be in a parent. Hearing, getting the call that your kid's school is shot up and you have to right. wait to see if it's your baby. Right. I mean, that's it's really 
Uvalde all over well, again. Uh, uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I need you to report over by the exit sign and wait over there until oh, we hear. Uh, yeah, and you hear it. gunshots. Boom, boom, boom. And like, I'm looking really? at the exit sign like, what happened? Like, Where are we going? <laughs> really? But no, that's scary. No, Lita's yeah. daughter get in there. She, oh, oh, she just climbed through the window and went in. Like, what do you expect parents to do? Do. Listen, uh, when this happened, my, 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 our youngest, well, not the youngest, but the grandson who's five is a kindergartner. Mm. And, you know, you hear something like this and the first thing in your mind goes, oh, Lord, like, you know, what do you do? And you're just waiting for the call. <laughs> yep. Like, oh, my yeah. God. I know I would drive up there doing 100 miles an hour. Yeah. See, I mean, it's a lot of hurry up and wait because you're going to get there and they're going to. I'm going to be like, I'm just getting in, though. Okay. Hey, watch I'm this. In. Watch this. I'm so, getting in. Watch this. Somebody, somebody, watch this. somebody let me in. If you beat the cops, you can't something else going to happen. Oh, I'm just well, saying. that part. I, you know, <laughs> you, you do make a really good point about mental health. And I think what we have to start thinking about is just what happens after something like this. Mm-hmm. Right. The long term care that's going to be needed for these children um, to help them deal with what they just went through. Right. But let's take a step back because I think we keep we we're tapped dancing around it because we don't know we don't know for sure and there's no media outlet that's discussing you know perhaps what was in the manifesto no none of her relatives have come out to say this this and the third so we truly don't know but if we had to suspect and if we had to speculate um and dr harris i keep hearing you allude to it your thought process um well perhaps expand upon your thought process but kind of what i hear you saying is that it's a christian school she she's transgender. There had to have been something that she happened to her along that the triggered. way, right? That triggered this. Yes. That's my first thought. Too. Okay, that was Correct. your first thought. That was my, as well. my, my, right. When I heard that she was a student at the school, right, and it was a Christian school. I th- but then when I heard she's transgender, the first thing that came to my mind was there some form of trauma, right, that she, she suffered right. at that at, school, at school, whether right. it was religious, and people were saying that. You or know, just people saying homosexuality well, is, is a sin, bad, it's hell, a sin, blah, 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 and all blah, that. Whatever, yeah. Right. yeah. Right. At an early age, too? Yes. Correct. Dare I throw this on the table? That could all very well be true. It could be, 100%. Yeah. But the notoriety that's given with school shootings these days, if I... If I want someone to see me and mm-hmm. hear and my, get my quote-unquote message out there... right. What is the most definitive way to do that? So, well, but that wasn't a definitive way because you could have easily put it live on Facebook, Instagram, IG. Who, you could have who check like no oh, to, people, to people make to to make this sort of lasting impact uh, of I need people to know who I am and my story, my struggle, whatever it is. They're gonna remember my name. They're gonna remember me. Yeah. But I'm you gonna go to told somebody else beforehand. Again, you would hope? I think we're all speculating. So I feel like if if well, we are, are in fact speculating, I I'm get to throw my speculation in. Historically, there too. people that do that let people know before they do it. The whole point of it is when I do it, there are enough people outside that can talk to what I said. I had I I got trouble with Nolita. I didn't told I didn't told Linnell Ramey. I told. Uh, Ben, I told Kyle, I told Mel, I told everybody. So when I'm done, they come back and say, oh, yeah, yeah, he, he said that, that Nolita just. And how you know, often have we seen that that didn't happen? That usually happens each time. But do we, do we, here's the question I have, though. Do we think we've, over the years, because it's more prevalent now, we've reduced 
the media coverage on those. And like it used to be when it happened, I used to feel like mm-hmm. we gave so much attention right. to the murderer, right? You know <laughs> that yeah. it, they they got that. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like this time, like I'm starting to see. Here's the name. Here's this, and then now we're away. Right. Like we're away from that, so we don't give that. Because I think you're right. I think people go into this with this mindset of no one ever listened to me. I was mm-hmm. never seen, but I bet you I'll be seen now. Yep. But we, I think we've gone away from that. But this also goes to again. I'm going back to this trauma. I was watching a clip today, and it was a clip. Um, it was about schools, and this gentleman got up, and he was older, so he had to be mid forties, something like that. And he got to talking about being bullied in school and how it had this impact on him. He mm-hmm. and remember one day in particular coming to high school, getting his head put in the urinal mm-hmm. and being beat up in school. Mm-hmm. And he remembered that 30 years ago and he said he went home that day and put a gun in his mouth. He said he got his daddy's 45 out the drawer and put it in his mouth, decided not to kill himself. He looked at the at the time, I want to say it was the school board president and said, you were the one to put my, my head in the urinal. And he, I remember that. And yeah, mm. and so he was saying because they were, that. they were talking about bullying in school and, right. the, and the long-term impact it right. has and how people dance around it from a leadership perspective and right. don't understand the trauma. Right. And, 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 but I, and when he said it, my mouth dro- right. dropped. You know how long he was carrying that as a 45-year-old man? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, just yep. like. Because trauma runs deep. deep. It does it not. It, no, no, it, no, 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 no. It's not that it runs deep. It just doesn't. Let me finish. <laughs> See, you don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> It's not that it runs deep. It actually never goes away. I mean, it's there when you think about it, when you wake up, when you I I think of something that when it runs deep, I can do something about it. I I've I can I'll talk to you off off air. The some of the traumatic things that I've experienced, they've never gone away. I just don't share them with people. But. I'm not gonna argue with no leader. Damn, be nice. You make you making me choose violence right now. Look, choose violence. No violence. I'm not gonna, I'm not well, here's what I will say. Though. I'm not gonna, I'm but here's not the other part of this. Because she like, gave me the look. She gave me the look. Like, did you? Like, like, like I got one eye working, and I saw the look. And, she and, gave. and then, then, then her hand was going up over the screen. Like, I'm gonna choke you. <laughs> okay. But there is trauma that people don't identify as trauma. Correct. That does go deep. Right. Like, and I'm gonna throw that one out there. Divorce for young kids. Yep. Like, dope. Parents and I'm talking like good divorces. Like I ain't Amicable, said that. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, like no, nobody's like trying to, to kill you. Yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. what I'm saying throwing, setting your clothes on fire right. and not like that. But there's trauma that that runs that people don't talk about that have those long term impacts that yes. need to be figured out and somehow. Yes. I truly feel like if we're talking about the trauma children experience, I truly feel like they they don't have the tools. To even understand that what trauma. they're going right. through, right. to know that it is trauma. Right. Like I can look back on mm-hmm. something that I experienced in high school, middle school, and understand that it's trauma. But while I was in it, I didn't realize right. that's what it was. You and were just so coping. I'm dealing with it. Right. I'm, I'm I'm figuring right. this thing and out. You feel like or, you got better and than that's, and all that. Yeah, and that's yeah. a generational thing, right? And, and we don't talk about it enough. If right. we go back to you know, yeah, but trauma then I gotta tell in, you what I went through, and that's embarrassing, so I can't talk about. it. Well, I think there is just an inherent shame that we carry, and we've carried, and we've instilled. You know, when you talk about generational curses, so we kind of instill shame without mm-hmm. knowingly right. knowing that we're doing. And it. everybody mm-hmm. looks like they got it together. 
So well, because we see the end part, we don't see how you got there. We well, that's what you're supposed. You're supposed to always look like. Yeah, but you that, got like but that's remember, problem, right? remember growing <laughs> up, and let's get into like a couple of the saying. Can we take a break before we take jump into that? Because sure. if no leader stay here, it'll be eight o'clock. You know we'll what? <laughs> Intervention. You're listening to the Truth Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, Nolita Franz, Vanel Ramey, Ben Jaminis, handling it all. Traffic, weather, and sports up next. More of the Truth Roundtable is next on the new 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to if y'all could listen to the conversation, 833-212-1017 is the number. Nolita Franz, Lanell Ramey, Truth Roundtable. Who we talking about today now? What we going on? Talking text line um, to the roundtable. There are proven correlations between gun violence in countries that limit the use of handguns. Why are we constantly ignoring the statistics in our country? Um, let me start off. So those countries also limit your civil rights. They limit your search and seizure rights, and they limit your privacy. So when you lose one, you lose everything. Now, if you don't mind losing those things, that's great. Places like New Zealand and Australia who literally banned handguns came in your house and took your guns. So you don't have certain search rights and, you know, the right to, you know, be in your house and, you know, petition the government. Those kind of things, you know, those first 10 things called them, they kind of slipped away. So if that's where you want to go, fine. But in the end, in those countries, all the bad guys have the guns. All the bad guys are the ones. Like, so I don't know if I'm willing to give up my right to defend myself in my home for the sake of somebody might not break in. Like, I don't don't know. Well, and so my my statement, like, I would agree, right? Absolutely. We have a gun problem in, in the United States. Yep. We absolutely do have a gun problem compared to other countries. But we also have a health disparity problem in the United States. We also have, you know, educational disparities in the United States. So some of these other countries have free education, free right. health care. Yep. They have things that, quote, unquote, potentially would help us from not having gun problems. But they also don't have the freedom of movement. They don't have the freedom of their own. So there are a lot of things that they don't have, like your health care. Oh, it's free. But if your quality of life is here and we believe you're too old, like right now, there's some quality of life things that I just wouldn't get. You might get it. I wouldn't. Hey, sorry, dude. You're too old. Like, really? Right. 
So do we really want to give up that for the sake of saying, because because you, you talk about inequity, it's built into that system. We our inequity, though, is race related. And 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 it, it's it's still, for lack of better terms, grounded in a foundation that this country was created for all men to be treated equal. Correct. And then we still talk about and look across the board at everything, and and it's and it's and it still need a whole lot of work to do, right? Yep. Like so, yep. yes, we have a violence issue in this country, and there's nothing no no one can disagree with that. No. And if you do, you you you're silly, right? Or you you're yeah. not even. You know, living in a real world you're, you're, yeah. and not living in a real yeah. world. And we got to risk. And so to that point, that person who made that comment, you're right. We have a gun problem. Yeah. yeah nobody's I don't think anyone's disputing the fact that there are countries <laughs> that have gun, you know, stricter gun laws right. and don't have as much violence as we do. You're absolutely right. There is. And it exists. I think, you know, our issue that we're discussing here is that we're far beyond the uh, a quick fix, a quick fix. Right. Rounding up all the guns is Ain't really not, yeah. Really, we're far, yeah, the, we're yeah. far beyond that. So we have to be extremely <laughs> intentional um, regarding how we want to solve for and what exactly we want to solve for. Linnell just made some awesome points. So our healthcare system, our educational system, gun like where violence. Do where do we start? And each of them think that their problem is is the most important. And if you just fix that, everything else will fall in place, and it won't because until we fix education, none of that's gonna matter. You 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 took the word like not if we can focus on our babies and how they are treated in academics and regardless of what school they go to, regardless mm-hmm. if they go to a school in the heart of the city, which may be considered one of the most degraded cities in the country, it should not matter. Education right. for our education, babies, yeah. babies the, the quality consistent. should be the same. Yeah. So here's here's my question that I put out yesterday, and we got some talking text. We'll get to them after the break. The, the, the thing I put out was if we had no need for Brown versus the Board of Education of Topeka, Kansas, if we had no need for the Civil Rights Act and everybody had equal resources at all their schools, would we still be segregated? <laughs> oh, you gonna start some mess? Because I say yes. I listen. There are people, white people like to live around white people. Black people like to live around black people. Every now and then, black people live with white people, and that's just how it is. I, I like to tell it. This just story. is what it is. I tell this quick story. Like my dad and you know my pops and pops would be eighty three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So born in on the south south side of Chicago. South side. Like, you know, deep, deep south, like um Harvey, Illinois yeah, yeah. area. And he talked about being in a segregated community. And he talked about growing yeah. up and for him And everybody was doctors and lawyers Lawyer. and it was cool. It was Skiggy airmen and mayors and, and you did so your thing I, and you moved on. But it wasn't until he went into the armed so- services mm-hmm. as a um in the army that or air force that he realized like, what segregation looks like. So to your point People were comfortable even in the 50s, 40s in a segregated or integrated community. It's just where you were, you just – I don't. I think if if resources were equal then, I think things stay the same. And that was the argument. Yeah. So, And that resources is what we didn't do. Dictated. Brown versus the Board of Education yeah. had nothing to do with that. It said if you're going to give them a new book, they need a new book. All right. That's all. We took it and made it busing because somebody thought – well, if it's white, it's right. So we can go to a white school. It's like, no, dude, that, that's not what we want. Brown we want it. the same resources they have. That's all. Like, why is that a problem? And that's still the argument. Or the and, it, and it created suburbs. 
And now we have the segregation. Gentrification. Right. So, and then when they decide they won't, well, you know, I, I, I see what Nolita live in. I think we should live over there. So let's start doing some things. to. And all of a sudden you look up and you're, you're the only person in your neighborhood because people have decided they want to move back. In, just like downtown. Well, we decided we want to move back into the city. Somebody said, well, how did that happen? I said, it's the same way it happened in Chicago. People in the suburbs got old. They died. They looked at mom and daddy house that's worth a half a million dollars. And it's like 40 miles away. And they like, I hang out downtown. What am I doing over here? So they sold the house, bought a condo, got an apartment downtown. And downtown just blew up. And now it's predominantly white. This is true. And now they're starting to spread out. And now you see them walking their dogs on North 27th Street and Wisconsin. And North 20 years ago, never would have thought about driving through the neighborhood. Now they're in all the apartments. Well, we have to be strategic, too, about, you know, what gentrification does. And yes. why it's important that we see diverse housing situations and, you know, uh, fair market value places right like we have to be very strategic and intentional that we don't you know lose or keep pushing folks out like they did and that's how the meadows became the meadows on brown deer oh yeah when they shut down the current brewers hill yeah the meadows got them folks got moved out there truth roundtable nolita franz and linnell ramey so when we come back i'm gonna just let nolita talk because she looked like she has a lot of stuff. To she say. got some words for us. She got some words. We'll be right back. More of the Truth Roundtable is next on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon, Truth Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Hey! Come on. Come on. My switch is gone again. <laughs> yep, I can hear it. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken. Yeah, we just do stuff live here. We don't, we don't even care. We just do it. So before the break, we were going to let Nolita. She had this look on her face that... Like every time we would talk, we knew like her. It was like it would fill up with all the stuff she was gonna say. So we just gonna give you the mic and let you. You, you got the flow. I was just gonna say, but but yet you didn't uh, tag me in. But that's cool. Um, to really go back to originally what we were talking about, and we just talked about it a little bit off the air. Tag. Jesus, give me the strength. <laughs> um, the fact of the matter is, I I truly feel like when we're you know, you brought up uh, Brown versus Board of Education and, you know, how we the argument was that we wanted to, the same resources. You know, if, you're, if, the, if the white school get a book, the black school needs to get a book. And I said, you know, that makes that makes a, lot, a whole lot of sense. Um, but we were still thinking about just the level of racism that people were being were experiencing as well. And so dare I say, when, you know, the push for let's go to the white schools or let's do it was Bussing, seeking right. the same yeah. treatment and not only the resources. Well, re- well, remember right. they went to the white schools because that's where the education was. That's where the books were. That's where the resources were. Right. Uh, 
I remember because I grew up pre that, right? You know, <clears throat> old. And so my parents didn't care. They they wanted what they wanted and they did it no matter what. I think somewhere that got dropped or we took our eye off of it because of integration. Something happened in the 70s, early 80s where there's a there's a significant gap of just we just stopped protesting, stopped stopped being vocal, stopped everything. You think we stopped? Yeah. I don't know if we stopped. I think we we accepted a level of mediocrity that got us now fighting to get out of that mediocrity. We we accepted, and it, this is just. Well, don't look, you think there some small wins along the way precipitated absolutely. that? Like, I, I like think that's what I'm saying. So, I think some big wins precipitated it. But then once we got it, I don't, I don't think we knew what to do with it. Well, that's to that point. That's what I guess for me, like, so yeah, so we win Brown versus Board of Education, right? And we get into schools, but then we lost identity. Like because we if, Ooh, like we almost no, didn't. you know to me no, I felt I kind of felt like you know Ooh. we went into the we felt we had to go into the quote unquote white school but I got to move to Brookfield which is a, is a win to a certain degree because the thought was it was better <laughs> exactly and I think we we now have lost the ability I, 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 so when we're at when we're telling kids to know thyself right love thyself love thy people right and they're looking like. What does that mean when you say that? Because for layers, we just went through a whole spurt, and I just talked about this the other day. We went through a whole spurt in education where I felt like we just decided to stop. We either going to talk about um, sending most of our kids in certain schools only to tech school, right? And then y'all, no, y'all, y'all can go to four year university. Um, y'all shouldn't think about school. Like that's some of the systems that you see. Right. So when I say like a level of mediocrity, I kind of feel like we got to the point where it was just like. You ain't even nah. You nah. Just do that right there. Versus we size people up without even knowing what they could, what they what they're capable of, and and giving them the opportunity to open any door and making sure they have the right tools wherever they are to go through any door they so choose. We got about a minute. The only thing I was going to say, you hit on a really good thing, a really good point, and you then you kind of backed off of it, but you were like, Uh not 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 a bad not in a bad way, but you were saying how we want to teach our kids to love themselves. And the fact of the matter, we put them in situations and around uh, in environments that's not conducive to loving yourself, loving yourself. You have to love yourself the way they saw you. And so I think, you know, that is a big call out because where we find ourselves now, where we're trying to get kids to love their skin and their hair and their, you know, how they show up and how they talk. I'm trying to figure out when they stopped. Well, when you put assimilation is. Ooh, no, you didn't. Ooh, no, you didn't. Go on. Now you there though? Gone. You got you got you exactly there. one it's, minute. Gone. You there? The need to assimilate. The the the, the in air. Need to look like you. Ne- I need in, to, and I just feel like I don't like think you. it was any fault of the children because you're in a very impressionable time, right? Absolutely. Middle school, high school, whatever. Absolutely. And everywhere you look, it's, everywhere it's, you look, it's, it's you just want thin. to belong. Right. You just want to fit in, and right. so I truly feel like that's what happened in it. Was gradual, mm. unintentional too. Unintentional, unintentional yes. gradual. Here we are. Quick, quick, thirty seconds. My daughter went to uh, a suburban high school. I won't say mm-hmm. school. She ended up going to HBCU um, as far as college. Spelman. When she speaks to her quote unquote 
assimilation she had to do in her Correct. schools, Correct. it changed. So drastic, drastic, drastic. Oh, absolutely. And and I'm not mad at her, and that's called, you know, code switching. But that's what we got to do. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon, Truth Roundtable on the new 101.7 The Truth.